0: A photograph of Gideon Hart. She had fallen in love with him, and he with her, that first day when he had bumped into her in the corridor. She had been looking for the management offices, and he had led her there, all the while firing questions at her. And it was Gideon who had told his cousin Linnet about her. Linnet had subsequently interviewed her and given her a job. Sitting back in her chair, Evan thought about the past eight months and all that had happened. She had never expected to find a second family in England. Only a year ago, the only family she knew were her mother and father and her two adopted sisters, who lived in Connecticut. But all that had changed because of her grandmother, Glynnis Hughes. On her deathbed, her grandmother had told Evan to go to England to find Emma Hart, adding that Emma was the key to her future. And Evan had done exactly that only to discover Emma was dead. But she had fallen in love with the store and decided to get a job there. And now, here she was, working at Hearts, planning a future with Gideon and struggling to adapt herself to a whole new family, because she herself was actually a heart. It was Paula who had discovered through Emma's diaries that Evan was another great-granddaughter of Emma Hart's, because Evan's grandmother, Glynis, had given birth to a son fathered by one of Emma's sons, and that child was Evan's father. They had welcomed her, treated her kindly and with enormous understanding. But at times, things had been difficult for Evan. So many things to unravel, so much to accept, so many people to get to know. Sometimes, it seemed endless to her. Most troubling of all was the knowledge she had about her father's biological father, which she had been afraid to relay to him. Would her father, Owen Hughes, welcome the information? Would he really want to know that the man who had brought him up was not his father after all? She didn't know, and she continued to wrestle with these questions. Evan knew she had to come to a decision. Her mother and father were coming to London in a week or so to spend time with her and have a vacation. Could she look her father in the eye and not tell him the truth? Could she keep it a secret? And should she? Nobody could advise her, really. Gideon had told her to do what she thought best, and everyone else had been noncommittal. The ball was back in her court. Then there was Robin Ainsley, her new grandfather, the man who had been her grandmother's lover during the Second World War. He had been a pilot in the Royal Air Force, a Battle of Britain pilot, and her grandmother, Glynis Jenkins, then, had been a young woman from Wales who worked as Emma Hart's secretary in this very store. Evan liked Robin. Her feelings were even stronger than that, and she knew only too well that he longed to meet his son, Owen Hughes. But would her father want to meet this stranger? A stranger who was his real father? His mother's lover? Oh, God. Evan turned on her computer and after a few moments started to work on it, but within an hour the troubling thoughts about Robin, Glynnis, and her father's imminent arrival began to intrude. Turning the computer off, she made her decision. She would take Lynette's advice and go to Yorkshire, after all, for a week's rest. And she would go to see Robin Ainsley, still needing to know about his relationship with her grandmother, and most of all, to truly understand why Robin and Glynnis had never married. She was beautiful and glamorous, and the most sexually potent woman I've ever known, but I realized we would be disastrous together in the long run. We would have ended up killing each other. Robin finished with a small sigh. He sat back in the wing chair, his eyes on Evan. She was silent for a moment, digesting his words, and then she said slowly, Because you were so volatile together, is that what you mean? Exactly. We never had a peaceful moment. You weren't compatible? Not in any way, except in bed. But one cannot build a lasting lifetime relationship on sex alone. Evan nodded and eyed him carefully, then confided. Gran was always pounding it into me that compatibility between a man and a woman was the most important thing of all, and I know that she was compatible with my grandfather. I mean, Richard Hughes. Please don't correct yourself, Evan, Robin said in a quiet voice, shaking his head. Richard Hughes was your grandfather, just as he was your father's father. Clenis was a wonderful young woman when I knew her. "'But put very simply, she wasn't suitable for me, nor I for her. "'Not on a normal, everyday level. "'We were far too explosive, and it was my fault as much as hers.' "'Is that why you finally broke up with her?' "'It is. "'At that time, our quarrels were increasing, and alarmingly so. "'Life with her was hell.' "'But she was pregnant, Robin, and you did nothing.' Evan's voice trailed off as she realized she might have sounded accusatory. She had not meant to place blame. We've already discussed this, Robin responded patiently. But I shall explain one more time. We broke up. I started seeing Valerie Ludden. She and I were compatible and became seriously involved. When Glinnis told me she was expecting my child, I had already made a commitment to Valerie. "'However, let me say this, so you truly understand. "'I would not have married your grandmother, even if there had been no other woman in my life. "'We could not have led a worthwhile life, and she knew that, too.' "'I'm sorry, Robin. I am being a bit of a pest, aren't I?' "'That's all right,' he responded, a faint shadow touching his mouth. "'I understand your need to know everything. "'I wonder why Glennis wouldn't allow you to help her financially.' Pride, for the most part, so I believe. She let Emma Hart come to her rescue, though. She did. My mother loved Glynnis like a daughter, and Glynnis knew this, and she knew how much my mother sympathized with her. When my mother was a girl, she had been in a similar predicament, pregnant by a man who wouldn't marry her. And obviously there was a great deal of empathy there. Thanks for talking about this, Robin. I really needed to know exactly what went on between you and my grandmother all those years ago. Passion. I was also in love with her. Just wasn't enough for a steady, stable life. He smiled at her then, his face softening with tenderness, his faded blue eyes, benign, loving. Evan smiled back at him, reached out and took hold of his long, slender hand, squeezed it in hers. The two of them were seated on the large sofa in the library at Lackland Priory, Robin's house in Yorkshire, meeting for the first time in several weeks, and they were glad to be together again, to have this chance to get to know each other better. The old man and the young woman, related by blood, but total strangers until recently. The grandfather, the granddaughter... Two people who had only just discovered each other's existence and wanted to be friends. To understand each other. To find closeness. Even the intimacy of family, if that was possible. The younger, striving to comprehend a disastrous long-ago relationship. The elder, hoping that his past actions would not damage him too badly in her eyes, in the present. The silence was broken by the ringing of the telephone, startling them both. Almost instantly it stopped. The phone had been answered elsewhere in the house by a staff member. A moment later, the butler appeared in the doorway. Excuse me, sir. Dr. Harvey's on the phone. He would like a word with you. Thank you, Bolton, Robin answered. And excusing himself to Evan, he rose, striding over to the desk. Sitting down, he picked up the receiver. Good morning, James. Evan also rose and walked across to the French doors which opened onto the terrace of the ancient manor house. She stepped outside, closing the doors behind her, and took several deep breaths. The air was always clean and fresh up here in the dales. It was a glorious morning in early August. The sky azure blue, and without a cloud. A sunny golden day filled with pristine light just as it had been yesterday and the day before. She had grown to love this crystalline light, which she had discovered was so prevalent in the north of England. Now she sat down on the stone bench and stared across the wide green lawns that splayed out from the house and were bordered by flower beds filled with colorful perennials. Her eyes came to rest on the copse of trees, which stood slightly away from